I know, man. I know. AKA been, Monday night. Yeah. Been busy. Hopped on for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Shout out. Shout out to our guys over Fired Up, right? Anybody check Dom's cholesterol? I mean, not his cholesterol, his, uh, his blood pressure. <laughs> oh, my God. My man, was, my man was hot. Dom was about to bust the blood vessel and jump right through the screen. He was sweating. He was so, he was so heated. He couldn't stop. He was oh, about Lord. to kill everybody. It's like, sorry, yeah. bro. I want Bajan Robinson. My bad. Yeah. It's not, dude, there's nothing wrong with adding to this offense. Like, do you want an unstoppable offense? Yes, I want an unstoppable offense. Can we predict injuries? No, we can't predict injuries. But guess what? I don't know why this is still playing. Sorry. That, guess what? That's not, that's not my job. That's not my job. And how many guys have we seen come out and not get injured in the Bruce? A lot. A bunch. It happens. Like sometimes, you know, college, you get beat up because it's you running the ball X amount of times a game. It's right. you. It's just you. It's it's yeah. not the same thing as the pros. Like guys come in, they have injury concerns. Okay, great. Do I want a guy who could be unstoppable on the Eagles running behind that line? Yes. The Jordan Howard point. Jordan Howard looked great, but Jordan Howard also doesn't have the skill set that Bajan Robinson has. Listen. Here's my point, and, we, and you know, obviously, like we talked about talked about that for what, like ten minutes, but we didn't get kind of in depth with it at all. If Miles Sanders, and to take Don's point, right? If Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard and Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell, if they look as good as they do behind this offensive line with this offense, yeah, imagine what a guy who's got elite level talent, yeah. And Rich, do you, are you familiar with the thirty third team at all? The, web, no. the website, it's like a, it's like partially a Joe Banner ish project, but like okay. they they do a lot of really cool statistical analysis, but they don't get it's not like deep dive stuff, but it's like they so they put out their they've been doing their player rankings mock draft four point two whatever, but today they did they put out their big board, okay. B. John Robinson is the number six player yeah. on that big board. Yeah. If you can move back or move up from one of those two spots to the mid-teens and you get that guy, what that brings to your offense is unstoppable. It does, it does exactly what you were talking about. And you just essentially just outscore teams. Yeah. Do what the Chiefs did. We couldn't stop the Chiefs offense. We couldn't stop the Chiefs offense. Their defense wasn't that great. 
Our defense was elite all year, but it's hard to stop an elite offense. Yeah. Imagine putting Bijan Robinson back there because, you know, you're taking him out and on, or you have him and Gainwell. It's like, okay, you know, when Gainwell comes in, it's a passing down. You can start with Gainwell and then bring in uh, Robinson, and you don't know what to expect. You got two guys who can run and catch the ball. Like, come on. Who, who do we who do we just like Rashad Penny can't catch the ball like that's just you know you know it's it's going to be predictable when he's in the game oh yeah 100%. It's, going to be it's like all right they're going to run the ball so they're not throwing it to Rashad Penny at the owners meetings I heard that they were talking a lot I heard Nick Sirianni at one point talking a lot about Trey Sermon yeah right and the yeah but like those to the the people that we have right now are just guys. Yeah. They are not guys that have potential to be elite level talent. And look what the Jets did. Look what the Jets did. They, they drafted Michael Carter in what the second or third round. And they're like, Oh, he's the next guy. He had a great year. Then Brees Hall was there and look what Brees Hall did with the Jets. And he steps right in. And and is is a monster. Is a monster impact player from day one. Yeah. And Deshaun Robinson could be the same. Why can't he? Why can't he be? That's what I and that makes your offense better. And the more yeah. you're scoring, and you do the same thing as the Chiefs do. You just score at will. You pray to get a stop. Then you score at will again. You pray to get a stop. You score at will again. All it takes is one stop, and then you're up 14 points. You score a touchdown. You get a stop. Okay. Score. Boom. Now it's 14-0. And listen, they, they essentially had that. They had that whole scenario set up in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. They, if they don't fumble, you're, they, they have the potential to be going into the halftime up 17 or more. Yeah. And it's a completely different game. And it's an entirely different game. I just, Chris, to answer your question, Zeke is going nowhere. I'm, if Zeke goes somewhere, he's going to be like a two or a three because Zeke is shot. My friend. And Chris, wherever you're sitting, look to your left. Is there an empty spot there? That's where he should be. That's where Zeke should be. That's where he should be. Because at this point, the you're you're you you've seen the best of him already. Whatever you're going to get is going to be some ridiculous shell of whatever he was. And, I mean, he's not old, but he's football old. Yeah. And he's not a he's, he's the equivalent, Rich, of like the fancy car at the 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 car rental place. Oh yeah. That that got rented, and just somebody took it out, drove it to New York for a day, drove it home, did about 127 on the you know the Garden State Parkway. And then they drop it back off. But then that happened year after year after year. He's he's not he's never going to be a productive no. player. And you no, saw he, that last he, year, right? Yeah. Tony Tony Pollard essentially just kind of pushed him aside and just said, "I got this." Yeah, they fed Zeke too much, and he cost him too much money, and now they have to let him go. So Zeke stays, and that's it. See you, Zeke. Peace. Rich, 
did you hear Mike's scenario about his how he would his, his ideal draft scenario? I didn't. So, what he suggested was so, a lot of the guys that we've already talked that that we've talked about in the last couple of shows, right? So his his idea is that you draft Jalen Carter if he's available. Yeah. At ten. Okay. And then you look at some point to trade up from 31 into that mid twenties. If B. John Robinson is still on the board. Okay. Which I'm fine with both of that. Yeah. Listen, you, whatever they choose to do with those picks, they're going to get talent. Yeah. And they're going to get high level talent. Yeah. And they're adding it to a base that is already really strong. Yeah. I, I, I like, I like I, I like the fact that I think there's a lot of flexibility. Yeah. I want to try to trade with the team who's in like the early teens who's going to suck next year because then the following year, let's get Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> oh, yeah. That that dude is built different. No, he is apparently he would have been the best player like coming out if he was eligible this year. <laughs> That's no, good I I believe that 100%. He's he is immensely talented. He yeah. he just does whatever he wants on whatever level of talent he's been. Like when he was playing here in the city in high school, he just did. He he kind of just did whatever he wanted, and then he goes to Ohio State and just picks up right where he left yeah. off. Elite, absolutely elite. But yeah, Kyle no, Rich. I'm happy with Carter and then and Robinson later. I mean, right, I'm gonna. I'm going to read you the picks after look at the picks and I'm trying to find the draft order without any of these like dumb, like trade backs. All right. So after the Eagles at 10, Tennessee, Houston at 12, uh, the jets, the Patriots, the Packers, the commanders at 16 Steelers, lions, bucks, Seahawks. Any of those teams look like a team that could be at the bottom, be at the top of the draft board next year that you could potentially swap picks with? Texans. Right. Uh, Steelers, maybe. Uh, they're not really sold on their, their quarterback situation. Uh, they're not. Any pick it. I've heard Lamar as a potential that could be. I know it's inner division, but that could be a team that could be whoever gives them two. Whoever gives them two ones, you know. Exactly. Um, Seattle's probably going to be really good this year because of that division. Um, right. Besides the 49ers, so I would say, eh. Um, what about the Patriots? Because that division is stacked. Yeah. Um, you're looking at you're looking at quarterback either. Right. They don't have a quarterback. They got and you're gonna play in a division with Josh Allen, Tua, and uh Aaron Rodgers. Whenever that happens. Right. Whenever that happens. But that could be a potential you could you, they could be sitting in the you know that top third of yeah. the draft. Yeah. Yeah, I mean all, all good stuff. But uh Rich to propose a trade for you. Right. Okay. The, the, there's a lot of conversation, right? Jeffrey Simmons is a guy from uh, from Tennessee. He's in the last year of his deal. Monster D tackle. Yeah. 
reminds me of, you know, God, like prime Fletcher Cox. Okay. Like just the guy who's a game wrecker. And I think he can be had for, I think, maybe a one plus. Yeah, but then you got to re sign him. And he's going to. He's going to want boo-goo dollars, like more than probably what Hargrave got. So is that worth it? Or do you just draft one and hold on and hold on to him for four years? Because some of these contracts are just getting out of hand. Like Hargrave was good, yes, but he's on the wrong side of 30. And right. he just got paid how much guaranteed? So I don't know if I'm actually doing that for a one because I'm not paying him. Right. And I guarantee he's. It's going to be one of those situations where he walks at the end because the Eagles are like, ah. So I'm not. I'm not trading a one for a guy. Yes, he's he's incredible. He has immense talent. But if you can't afford to sign him, why trade? Yeah, How and I think with, with this with the Hertz extension coming out. Yeah. Right. You know that they're going to look to maximize as many of those rookie deals as you can. Right. Look yeah. at all the guys that they've signed this offseason. All those contracts are all one-year deals. They're all one-year, you know, one-plus million, two, maybe two million. They're, they're all young guys that are on, you know, not, not prove-it deals, but they're on, you know, they're, they're young guys coming off the first contract where it wasn't necessarily an ideal performance yeah. to try to get, you know, the, the, the kid that they bring in from, from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like Terrell Evans. So do I. I, I like him great, in the box. That's a great pick. That was a great pickup. And he's cheap as shit. One year, two right. million. And he's, I mean, you could probably, at this point, Rich, you could probably pencil him in for, right, you know, with him and Blankenship. You're probably yeah. going to pencil those two guys in. I don't hate it. I, li- I like him more in the box than I do in coverage. But yeah. he can put, that. that is kind of the role that Gardner Johnson played. Yeah. You know, he played that in the box safety. Garner Johnson shot himself in the fucking foot. He's a moron. This agent's an idiot. <laughs> Yo, and how, about, how about the fact that they they put all of that contract out, all that contract information out for public? Yeah, he's making. Just, he's essentially making one year six million. Right. It just they they played that whole scenario completely wrong. Yeah. They thought they thought that that market was going to be there for him, and it, it just never was. And the Eagles and offered him a hell of a deal. They did. They offered what the, the it was a multi year deal. What yeah. was it? Three it was three at twenty? Yeah, three at twenty or three at like twenty twenty four. And you know, and I, I don't know, Rich, if it what it appears to be is that he got a little butt hurt at that first didn't think that the contract that he got offered at the very beginning from the Eagles was something that put his value in place. So you take one year six million with Detroit? And that, but but I think at that point, I think he checks out and was like, "Fuck it! If they don't value me now, coming off the season that I had, when when in reality, when you look back at the contract that they offered, they did value him. He, I, I think he just got so butthurt by yeah. overvaluing what he thought he was going to get, and said, "Well, fuck them! I'm not going back there. I'm going to go see what I can get." And then he walked out into the market and was like, "Baron." There, there, there's nothing here. The same thing with right. the wide receiver market this year. The yeah, wide receiver market, right. same thing. Like all the markets dried up and it went right back to the defensive line. Yeah, you're right. It's what happens. It's 
interesting, but at the same time, it's like, damn, like it would have been nice. I would, if I'm the Eagles, I would have signed DJ Chark as my number three. I thought that was, would have been a good pickup. He went to Carolina, I believe, but like that would have been a nice pickup for, for a slot guy. DJ Chark would have been cool. Um, because you need another number three because Quez is fucking terrible. Agreed. You can fucking catch the ball would be nice. But, you know, we head into it in the draft. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles did look at it and say, okay, yes, we do like defensive linemen. What if they did? What if they went wide receiver and running back and they gave Hurts? Imagine having a stud rookie wide receiver and Bijan Robinson, like lining up three wide one running back, and Dallas Goddard. Like, good luck. <laughs> they would literally be telling the NFL, good luck. Yeah, try pick your poison. Figure <laughs> out who you can get. We're right, just like, going to score at will. Because like essentially. Who's, who's the kid from Ohio State? The, the oh, uh, Smith and Jigba? Yeah, uh, GN, uh, JN, JNG, or JND. What's his name? Jackson, Smith, and Jigba? Yeah. Is that it? Like, that that that's a guy that they can get in that back half of the first round. Like you just put put a ton of guys around them, guys that can just catch the ball. It, it wouldn't. It, it's not their mo. Their their mo, Rich. All, all of this talk about adding weapons. JSN, JSN, Jackson Smith. Uh, yep. So that would be. <laughs> right, but like it, 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 like to be completely honest, everything that we're talking about is all completely nonsense, hypothetical. Because in reality, what will probably happen is that they probably draft an offense, an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman at both of those spots. Of course, of course. But we're okay. <laughs> we can dream. We yeah. can dream. We can dream. It'd be nice to see that, Rich. I know this is something we've touched on before, right? It has we we got we got to circle back. The Kelly Green is coming back. I'm very excited for that. I am too. About damn time. It's uh, about damn time. But for all the people that are out there thinking they didn't win anything with this, with that, with that uniform, it it it, it carried you know the the they're remembering Richie Kotite and they're remembering all. Yes, correct. Yeah. If you look back historically, they didn't win anything in that Kelly Green. But no. that is that is the original color of the franchise. Yes. And I will what I will say, Rich, and I and it took me a while to kind of circle around this, but like that's when all the calluses happened. Mm-hmm. All the calluses that make Eagles fans as diehard as they are all happened in that era. And for every ounce of like the negativity part, yeah, there are a ton of great moments in those oh, uniforms. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted the Kelly green to be back for a long time. And I'm just extremely happy that it's back now. It's just remembering like the Eagles of old, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it sucks that they had to get away from it. Who gives a shit if they didn't win anything? Those jerseys are just fucking fire. Like they're just fucking good looking. The the Kelly Green with the with the with that with that slate silver. Yeah, dude. Like just a fucking great jersey. Like I don't give a shit if we didn't win anything with it. <laughs> I mean, then burn all the jerseys and come up with a new one for half the teams who haven't won shit. 
Yeah, you're right. Listen. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Newsflash, flyers. Yeah, burn all your. <laughs> we we could spice something up, dude. Good God. Um, could you? Yeah, we could. All right, Rich. Let's switch gears here. Got opening day tomorrow. That's exciting. I like the fact that they don't have this like dumb opening series that like is in Japan where they play like three games before the actual season starts. So like yeah. everybody starts tomorrow, you know, come one o'clock, you're going to have games on the East coast. And then yep. as the day progresses, you know, the Phillies play four four o'clock Eastern time, but it'll just be baseball all day long. Everybody's playing tomorrow. Talk to me about opening day. Cause it's, it's, it's a, it's great to kind of kick off the next season yeah. based on the way that the season played out, right? You're the defending national league champs. I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot to be excited about. Yeah. I mean, Trey Turner has been a monster. Ooh. So let him stay hot. Schwarber doing the Schwarber bombs. Hopefully Castiano stays, stays lit. Sucks what happened to Reese. Uh, yeah. Not a big fan. You know, I can, but you never want to see a guy go down like that. But hey, Darren, uh, Derek Hall steps up. So yeah. let's let's see what happens, man. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting year, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm excited for it. Uh, I do my typical. I'm going to watch the first series in depth, and probably not watch again for another two months, and just catch up on highlights because baseball season's so long. But st- stay glued and, and see what's going on. I'm I'm just kidding. I'm just. It- I just want to know. I don't know what to expect much from the pitching staff behind, you know, Wheeler, Nola, and Ranger. But I'm here for it. I'm, let's see what yeah. happens. This bullpen is, is gas throwers, so it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty exciting to watch. Yeah, I listen, I, Rich. I think the the first guy that you mentioned, right, is the you know, let's not we're not breaking any news here. Trey Turner is going to change the way that this team plays. Yeah. And I think you saw that even you saw that in the, in the world baseball classic with him batting at the back end of that lineup Drop in the six, in the six, seven hole, you know, uberly productive with guys on base. He gets on base, steals bases, makes things happen. I think you're going to see how that elite level talent, you know, where he sets the table, which we haven't had a guy like that, to be honest, Rich, since the last time where they were in the World Series, like in 08, 09, with that stretch when you had guys like Rollins and Utley at the top yeah. of the lineup. But the way that they, you know, with the new rules, with the shift, I think he's a guy that is going to be able to cover more ground in the middle of the field. Yep. And now you've got your double team tandem for the next 10 years. Yeah. Right, you, you you put Stott out there at second. You got Trey Turner at short. Yeah, it does. What, what happens with Reese kind of sucks. It does lend itself to have some flexibility now with that yeah. lineup. Because now first base is going to be a flexible spot. Yep. DH is going to be a flexible spot. Third base is going to be a flexible spot. I think you're going to see some combination of like, you know, if Bohm slides over to first, Sosa plays. Yep. Third. Sosa's like that, you know, the 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 jack of all trades, the guy that is really going to play anywhere. They have him, they had him in spring training in center field, right? They're just trying to figure out ways to get him in the lineup, get him on the field. There's just a lot to be excited about. 
even with Reese going down, I think the 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 news that Harper it doesn't go on the sixty day DL tells you that he may be back sooner than when they thought he might be, which is great because the second you get him back in this lineup, yeah, it's ridiculous. It just gets even better. The pitching, the starting pitching is going to be where they're really going to need to get guys that eat innings. Yeah. I think, you know, with with Suarez not starting the year healthy, it's not where you, not not where you want it to be, right? You don't, you know, you, you start the year with Noel Wheeler and Taiwan Walker, right? But then oh, after oh, that, yeah. after that, there's a significant drop-off, right? Because then you're talking about Bailey Falter and Matt Strom. Oh. Right. So, yeah. Bailey Falter. Oh, so God. I think the the sooner that you can get guys healthy, yeah, the the better those guys are, right? Suarez then slots into the four spot. It puts, you know, it, it probably it, it slides Matt Strom out of that starting lineup. Bailey Falter is a guy that you saw have flashes in the postseason last year, but Rich, the thing that I'm most excited about outside of Trey Turner is the last thing you talked about. Do they have just a lighter and gasoline. It's going to be fucking great to watch. I can't wait they, to see these guys come out and just shed all day. Just guys that are just going to come out and just throw gas, right? That Gregory Soto deal That's where they not- essentially give up two bench pieces. Yeah. Moniac and, right? Moniac and who else? No, Moniac was in the – that oh, was the when they – that was the Marsh deal. But it was Matt Veerling and oh, – that- uh, Somebody else in the daycare. Yeah. And, but they got these guys. These guys, they, they were able to replace those bench pieces. But you're talking about Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, Gregory Soto, Craig Kimble, Connor Brogdon, uh, Euron Marte. You, know, you got Andrew Bellotti, Andrew Vasquez. But you got got you have, out of all those guys, you've got six guys that are going to come in and throw 95 plus. Yeah. And be able to spot pitches. Now listen. Will Alvarado throw one to the backstop every once in a while? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but that's why we're watching them. But the next pitch is probably going to be a slider that's going to like drop off the side of the plate to get, you know, to to get the strikeout. I just I love where this team is. I love how Dombrowski has kind of retooled. Um but you got you got and you got veteran guys on the bench, right? Edmundo Sosa is a guy who was on the bench is going to be elevated. But you got guys like Josh Harrison, guys that have played in the big leagues before. Yeah. And then you got guys like Jake Cave, who just had <laughs> he's a young guy had a, just had a great had a great spring training. Um, nice. But you know. So talk about Castellanos because Castellanos is the guy that's gonna have with the with the Reese injury. That's the guy that you know is gonna have to probably step up the most in terms of production. Yeah, he needs to bounce back. So last year he was fucking bad. Like he needs, but you know, like it's the same thing. His first year and since he wasn't that great. Second year he fucking mashed. So you know, same thing in Detroit. He's he's just one of those guys. He's he's got to get hot. He's got to figure it out. Get rid. Like there's no pressure on him. And just no. come in and, and, and do what you do. Hit fucking baseballs. Hit them really far. And hit for average. Like he was missing the average piece. And then it was he was just slumping. 
swinging and everything. The discipline was just terrible. He just needs to change his approach. Change your approach, be calm at the plate, and hit your pitch. I think he was just trying way too hard when he's packed in a lineup with a bunch of maulers. Um, And now it's time for him to, like, take a step back, watch tape of last year and see how terrible your bats were, and do the opposite. Be the ball player that you were signed to be. Right. And I, he'll be fine. It's just don't don't try to overachieve and like stretch yourself. Just go out there, have fun, play the game, and hit the ball really far so you don't have to run. Right. And I think you saw you saw a little bit of that in the postseason. A little right? way with enough. not not enough, right? But you saw a little bit of that looseness in terms of like the play in the field. Yeah. He made a lot more plays in the outfield when. Nobody really anticipated him being. No, being, I, no, I did not. No, no, nobody saw any of those, you know, the the those running towards the infield, diving catches, you know, to end innings, to save runs, to to you know stop run. Like nobody saw that, and no. I think that kind of gave him a little window into like maybe I don't have to like I don't have to be this like all world guy every night. If I just go out and just be me with the guys that they got around me. Yeah. Especially in this ballpark. I'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. But yeah, I'm any, anybody in the, in major league baseball that you're excited to see other than the Phillies. Cause now you're going to see a little, you're with, with the way that the season breaks down, you're going to see a little bit of every team. Yeah. Is there anybody that you're not used to seeing that you're excited to see? Any team? No, not really. I mean, I'm just excited for the Phils, to be honest with you. I do like watching, like, random games on the MLB Network or, like, when everything comes on. Like, something else, for some reason, always gives me, like, Detroit games. I'm like, why the fuck am I always watching the Tigers? I'm like, can I watch anybody else besides the Tigers? But I'm just excited to see how the the league shapes out. Um, Always excited. Always excited to watch Tampa Bay um, because they just have a, a young, fun team. Their pitchers are filthy. Um, but, yeah, I, I really don't have any, like, certain person that, like, I'm watching or keeping an eye on. Just It's just fuck the Yankees and go Phils for me. Yeah, uh, listen, they're going to get them early in the season. So, I think gonna you're going to see it. It should be interesting. I, I think I'm excited to see some teams and see them play in places that I haven't played. Like, yeah. I'm excited to see them play the Angels again, to be able to see Trout and Otani. Um, I just, I, I think it's, it's, it's a good thing because of how strong their division is that yeah. they maybe not play as many division games, even though those rivalry games with the Braves and Mets and they always get played, they, they always play down to the Marlins, but like less of those games and more games that are spread out over MLB. I think you're going to see maybe an uptick in the, in the win column for them. Yeah, I'm not a really fan of like playing the fucking Braves 30 times in one season. Like it's just kind of annoying. Christian Pache. Got Willie's got him today? So they traded Who the fuck it, is Christian Pache? He's a guy from the A's. They it's it for from what I get, Rich, it's not it's not a huge it's it's not a, it's not a huge deal. It's a bench Obviously, I've never heard of him. It's a bench depth guy that they yeah, they they traded uh, a a pitcher on the back end of the roster. They they put he's essentially taking the slot of Reese Hoskins. So Reese Hoskins goes he goes on the DL. 
Christian Pache takes that that slot. It's outfield depth for you know he's a right-handed bat, but okay. he's a guy who who hovers around 200. Ah, he's not moving the needle, but he is a former uh, top prospect from the Braves organization. Ah, of course, former so top he, prospect so, on the team. Love uh, it. So we'll see. It's it, it it it's a purely upside move, right? Oh. If he pans out and has an upside and does well, it's a bonus because the, the guy that they traded wasn't really going to do anything for them this year. Okay. Von C. Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer gardens in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Von C. family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16 ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the Drunk on Broad crew sent you. Von C. Brewing is located at 1210 Stenbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers. Team Clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams, or even make and create custom options as well. These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com dob and show your love for your hometown team. La Torrens curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Go to law-touring.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for Drunk on Broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again, that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD. All right, Rich. Sixers. Ooh. Let's talk some Sixers. Right there in the final stretch. They're coming down the home stretch here. I think they got like eight or nine games left. Okay. They, they don't fare too well on the West Coast. No. They go out to the West Coast. They drop, they drop games to Golden State. They drop game to Phoenix, yeah. and then they drop the one in Denver without Embiid and Harden. I think the thing that bothers me the most 
is not the fact that and you knew Embiid was not going to play all three of those games. Yeah. You knew Harden was probably not going to play any of them. But the 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 negative talk about Embiid skipping that game because he was avoiding Jokic, I don't I don't get that at all. I don't think that he was avoiding Jokic. I just think my man needed a night off. <laughs> it was the third game in four nights. Yeah. I mean, I get the whole fact that we want these guys playing all the time. But, yeah, playoffs are coming up and dropping a game. to It's not affecting our standings. No, and you need him healthy. And you need him healthy for the playoffs. Like, so, let's, we're not going to get the number one seed. Okay, so we're not going to get the number three. We're going to be yeah. the number three seed. We're going to be pencil us in as the number three. Get our guys healthy and into the playoffs, and pray to God that we can beat Boston. <laughs> That's pretty so much it, because Boston be- is insane, and the West Coast is loaded. So everybody, yeah. Joel Embiid is never going to win the MVP because he plays for the Sixers. <laughs> we need to get that through our heads. Do I think the Sixers are going to win a championship this year? Fuck no. <laughs> no. But we got to ride into the ride into it healthy, and hopefully something gives. And next year, Which, we get some it talent. Would, it, it would only be prophetic for this calendar year that they would make it to the finals and lose. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Would be a trend. The, it, it would follow the trend. So it would follow the trend. Yeah, but like, listen. Right now, they're two and a half out of the of the second place with the Celtics. Yeah. And the if you look at the Celtics schedule, you're you're not making up three essentially three games no. with nine to play. So you're you're penciled in right now, right? And you're the three seed, so you probably you'd match up with the Knicks in the first round, which that's fine. Doesn't doesn't mean anything, and essentially sets you up for a second round matchup with the Celtics. It does mean that in order to get out of the East, you would have to face the Celtics and the Bucks. But I, I think, you know, when I look at the matchup with either one of those teams, if our guys are healthy, it's going to be an extended series, six, seven games. Yeah. I think I like the idea of they match up better as much as they've gotten their ass kicked by the Celtics. They can match up with the Celtics a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think we match up well with Milwaukee, too. I mean, their bench is just deep as shit. Um, right. So that's that's what's scary. But I don't know. Giannis is terrifying, but I don't I don't know. It, it's weird because I don't care. I'd rather take both of them and say, hey, we just beat the two best teams and fuck right. it. Because um, it's essentially what's going to have to happen anyway for them to move uh, move on. So, to me, give me the Celtics because they're young, and I do think, like you said, we match up a little bit better with them. Um, but at the same time, I don't know who's beaten any of the teams that are coming out in the West. Yeah, listen, when I when you look at the Western, the Western boss lady said, "Fuck it." Oh, <laughs> there we go. Chiming in from the car. I love from it. The car on the way home. Basically, basically, it. Fuck it. Just give me. Yeah. Just give it to me. I don't care. Fuck I it. wish I wish I could say like, oh yeah, I'm just it, just bring them on, bring them on. We're gonna make it to the finals. We're gonna lose, and Embiid's not gonna win MVP because the media and the writers hate him because he plays for the Sixers. 
Jokic gets the last laugh. Ha 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 ha. It's like, dude, Jokic should have lost the MVP to Embiid twice. If you give it again to the the white boy from Croatia or Serbia or wherever the fuck he's from, good. Good for you. But at the same time, he's not deserving. We all know who the real MVP is. We've known who the real MVP is for the past three fucking years. And it's time for the Sixers organization to get their heads out of their asses and get this guy some fucking players. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think you're looking at how do, how do I surround him with as much talent as possible? Yeah. I'm, I'm as much as I like what Harden has brought and you did get the best end of that contract considering how Ben Simmons is essentially evaporated into dust. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they do in the off season, but, and there's a whole summer to talk about that, but Harden is a guy that like, I got, I'm going to have to think really long and hard about what that extension is and looks like. And do I want to tie myself to him for the next two years, three years, it's I, I got to see what my options are out there because right, I man. don't know. Tobias comes off the books, baby. That's all that matters to me. Yeah, and his his contract comes off the books, so you can maybe move him in a potential deal to maybe get younger at the wing and get more athletic. It's 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 definitely something to talk about. But listen, I'm going with the boss lady. Fuck it, go Sixers. Go Sixers, baby. All right, Rich. The Flyers. This is all you, Don. For whatever for whatever it's worth, Dave Scott retires. Yeah. Do you want to be part of that organization? I well, listen. He has done absolutely nothing but run this thing into the ground yeah. since he took over. And they are going to need in order for this to change, they are going to need a Pat Croce ish style guy that is going to come in and a guy that's invested in the city and invested in this team and really wants to enact change for anything to fucking happen. And let's be honest, Rich, they can't do anything right. No. Because in a, in a year where, and I'm, as much as the process part of the Sixers was painful to watch, and you didn't have to, intentionally lose games, but you could have put a very young, inexperienced roster together that would have put you in a better position because the top end of this hockey draft has about four or five guys that could be franchise altering guys. Yeah. Right. The Connor, the, the guy Connor Bedard is, is getting the comparisons of the McDavid's, the Crosby's, like guys that that alter the the next decade of your of your franchise, and instead of doing that, they bring in a coach that is going to make them better, and make that Tortorella was not the if they were going to rebuild this roster, Tortorella was not the guy to bring in because he is going to make guys play better, and he's going to create more wins, which is putting you in a worse position to get that guy that could alter the trajectory of your franchise. It's so maddening because you didn't really have to do anything. All you had to really do was just put all your young guys out. And if you find out you got something out of a young guy that plays, then you got a guy that you can keep on your roster. But What happened to Morgan Frost? 
it got warm. It's just bad. It's just it's it's Bro, bad. Like right, like that's the like, problem with hockey. Though. The problem with hockey is there's one or two good guys who come out a year, and then everybody else is fucking average or developmental prospects. Yeah. If you don't get the number one or the number two guy, or sometimes it's just one guy. If you don't get that guy, you suck. If you don't have anything else in place, the Flyers right. haven't had good players since Giroux seven years ago. Right. Like, what are you going to do with an organization who's who's still stuck in the fucking seventies and eighties? Like, yeah. you still have Bobby Clark part of this organization, which is fucking atrocious. You still have who's the other jerk off that's that's still a part of it? Oh God, you got you got all you you have all of those Broad Street bully guys. Right? Yeah, You've why got, are they fucking part of it? So they 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 well, uh, hockey has changed. Hockey has changed in 50 years. It is right. not the same game. The right. way they I, evaluate talent is atrocious. You don't need these giant fucking defensemen who can't skate. You need people who can fly around on the ice and skate. You need – It's a ho- I'm not even a big hockey guy. <laughs> Most of the fucking good hockey players are these foreign guys from Russia, Sweden, fucking Finland – Canada is, is is not that foreign, but if you know what I'm saying. But they're not giant guys who are fucking no. slow and oofy and want to hit people. They are yeah. finesse hockey players who can fly. The yeah. Six, or yeah, the Sixers, the Flyers haven't had anybody who could skate in years, yeah. and it's fucking sickening. Like Matt Reed was like one of our our fastest skaters, and that guy looked terrible compared to every other fucking speedster on the ice. And listen, we you can't we, play we, net hockey in, in today's league. You're not going to win. The fans are also part of the problem, right? Because when they bring in guys like Tony Delorier, right, who is in that like brawl, brawler, bruiser genre, what happens with the fan base? Ah, they're going right back to their base, right? That's a guy. That, that's a flyer. That's a guy who's going to play Flyers hockey. Flyers hockey won nothing. It's going to be almost 50 fucking years before they're even relevant again. Like, it's it's so maddening and it's so frustrating. What is Flyers hockey? It's losing hockey. It's beating Correct. people up and losing. So that's fun. If that's what you want, if that's what you want to see. My cousin Billy, shout out to my cousin Billy. He works for Xfinity. He texts me all the time. Have four free tickets. Do you want to go? And I say, no. You can't pay me to go to a Flyers game to watch bad fucking hockey. I don't watch bad hockey. It's why I don't watch the Flyers. I used to watch the Flyers all the fucking time. Yeah. Until it became bad fucking hockey. And Rich, think about think about the the when that when that team is relevant. Playoff hockey in I'll be city. dead. But play, but, but like Rich, when and not just Flyers, right? But when a team in this city is productive in the playoffs, this city goes fucking bananas. Yeah, the city supports them, right? That that building for playoff hockey is incredible. It's packed. Yeah. There's no you, and, and it's loud as hell, and it, and they are always behind this team. But like to see it now, where like. They can't give tickets away. There's 8,000 people down there. It just, it's so sad to see 
the state of this franchise where it is. It's just I, bad. I went to a playoff hockey game when I was younger, and I think it was against the Penguins. Flyers suck. Correct. I think it was against the Penguins, and I was young, and I went with my dad. It was one of the best times of any game that I've ever been to. I and it's it. so sad that it's not relevant anymore. Like, the Flyers have won from one of the most beloved teams in the city because we were a hockey city. We were a hockey city. Right. To a Jesus fucking Christ. Like, sell the team, burn it down, get rid of everybody. Yeah. It's just not worth watching. Like, there's, I'll tell you what. There's nothing more fun for me than watching a very good hockey game on TV. I do enjoy it when it's a good hockey game. Oh, yeah. When it's really good, yeah. I can't watch. I just can't. I just think it's the constant turnovers, the bad skating. I'm over. Like, the Flyers are the NFL, NHL equivalent of Thursday night football. It's on. <laughs> people watch it, but they don't thoroughly enjoy it. And you always walk away upset. That is the Flyers. Wow. Wow. That's completely, completely accurate. Good God. It's sad because I really wish I could get back into them, but until they make real organizational change, like AK, fire all these fucking Broad Street bully boobs, get rid of all those idiots and bring in people who know hockey and who can do something with this team and do it correctly, AK, get a fucking top player. Then I'll maybe help. But they're, they're not promising. They haven't been promising in like five years. So, not at all. All right, Rich. Let's run one to final thoughts. What do you got? Oh, final thoughts. What do I got? What do I got? You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first because I'm thinking. I'm like, So hmm. I saw something really cool. Uh, so during you, – you, I always love to see and hear when the players that play professionally connect with the fans. Yeah. Saw something really cool from Sergio Romo. So all throughout spring training, every time a kid asked him for an autograph, he had the kid autograph his hat. That's funny. So the, the whole inside underneath of his brim is all these little kids scribble signatures, all, all the, the inside part of the, the whole inside part of the hat is all covered with, with little kid signatures, which I thought was like something so simple. But, yeah. like, does a great job at just connecting the fans with the players. And yeah. those kids will never forget that. They will always remember that, like, he asked me to sign his hat, which I thought was just just a really cool, feel-good thing to, you know, to lead into the season that just came out just at the end of spring training. That is really cool. I'm yeah. not gonna, I can't top that. I can't top that. That's, that's a good final. It's just – you know, it's it's the fun part of like the players actually like enjoying it and giving back. Yeah, yeah what, what's a what's an autograph? The kid gets the autograph, but it's like, oh crap! I signed his hat and he's wearing it on the field while he's playing. Like that's 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 fucking cool. Like I wish cool. I wish I would have thought of that. You know, I'm like hey, can I sign your hat, Ryan Howard? Instead of like yeah, then he's like always rocking my name on his hat. Like that's that's fucking cool. But um, now nah, my final thoughts are is just you know. I don't know. I really don't have anything. I'm kind of like 
dude, it's been one of those, it's been one of those crazy weeks, man. It's just been one of those crazy weeks, crazy months. And just, you know, just enjoying the ride. Easter's coming up. Go, you know what? Here's a good one. Support your local farms and your local like businesses who have like Easter, like festivities for kids, because it's such a good time. And it's a nice way to get back to like your community, especially like to your surroundings. Like, yeah, it's always nice to get like your picture taken at the mall and pay like $70 for one picture, but you know, go out there and have fun. Like find like the, we just want to lots of love farm and we had a great time, you know, petting the pigs, the goats, the horse. Dude, they had a, a pat, uh, a Patagonian Mara. What? Which is the, uh, relative of the capybara oh okay so it was like a cool little rodent thing i'm like sitting here and i'm like me and ollie are like just looking at some like i'm like and jamie's like all right let's go look over here i'm like no 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 and i walked in i'm like excuse me i have a question for you she's like this girl was like yeah i'm like is that a capybara <laughs> and she was like uh no it's uh and the girl's like it's a patagonian mara and i'm like she's like it's That's a relative cool. of the capybara but it's found in like tasmania and i'm like it's fucking cold out here. That's awesome. I love that. It's a tropical climate. But, like, dude, they had deer. Like, deer came up, and, like, one of the deers licked my hand, and, like, the pigs. We were, like, petting the pigs. Dude, there's these big-ass fucking steer, and I'm, like, feeding it, and its tongue's, like, licking my hand for, like, sandpaper. I'm, like, yo, these, like, these things are cool shit. But, uh, yeah, go out there and support your, um, you know, your local things for when it comes, like, to festivities for, like, different holidays, and, you know, it's fun. I'm going to take Ollie to my work on Sunday. They're doing um, a Easter egg hunt. So I'm nice. up there and do it. But Don, fun thing. Um, I missed it because I was a little late getting home today. But guess what was on the tree in my backyard that hangs over my backyard? What? A fucking bald eagle. No. Yeah. Get out. My dad was like, dude, he's like, it was fucking huge and it was cool. Mind you, he's got the dogs outside. I'm like, dad, you might want to let the little one back in. <laughs> he going. Yeah. But no, yeah. it was like, yeah, my dad's be, like, dude, he's like, he's like, dude, I pulled up to the house and Char and your neighbor across the street are out just like staring in the sky. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. He's like, fucking crazy. I don't know. And they're like, hey, uh, Ollie, look, come over here. So Ollie goes and runs to my neighbor and she like picks him up, even though she didn't have to, but. Shar loves right. I love Shar. She's like, look at the tree. And he's like, looking around. He's like, oh. my dad's like, holy fuck. He's like, dude, right on that branch that overlooks your backyard. He's like, this bald eagle was sitting there and it was fucking huge. I'm like, and you didn't take a fucking picture? No one took a picture? Like, I love birds. Like, I could, Jamie got me a bird feeder that I'm going to put on my window, like down here. And it's, the birds can fly in and it's clear and you can see it. Like, I am. It's like a, it's like a U shape. It yeah. just comes. It, it sits inside of the house, but it's no, it's, it, the it actually sits like on outside of the window. But yes, I do want one of those too, like the one where you can like push the window down and like seals, and you can see the birds on the inside. But yeah. that would not fly because if a bird came on the inside and like Ruer Callie's there, they're pushing that shit out the window and they're they're gonna get it. But it's like a clear birdhouse that just sticks on the window and and they go in. Okay. So you can see them. I'm I like, saw you, one that has a camera built into it. That. So every time, every time the, the bird comes to the bird feeder, it activates the camera, takes a picture, so that's you can cool. keep track of the different types of birds that are coming, which I thought was pretty cool. And I love, like, that's my thing. Like, I love, it's weird saying I like bird watching, but I do. I find birds, like, fascinating. Ever since I was a kid, like, I always had, like, an encyclopedia of birds. And, like, 
we're walking through like the woods. I'm like calling out the birds' names. James, like, how do you know that? I'm like, know a lot of useless shit. I'm like, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's it's, awesome. The golden finch. It's a state bird of New Jersey. Don't worry about it. It's okay. We're we're gonna keep going. That's awesome. But, yeah, it's a bald eagle. That's, that's awesome. That's all I got Very cool. All right, brother, take us home. All right, guys. Well, you stuck around. You fucked around. You found out. We had a good time. We enjoy you, Philly. But as always, it's fuck the Sean Watson. It's fuck Spike Eskett. It's fuck the Dallas Cowboys. It's fuck Davion Taylor. And it's a huge fuck you to Ben Simmons. Cause <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, I think that's all the fucks I have to give. So we're done. I'm rich. That's done. We're drunk on broad. Shout out to, to Mike and the Mike and the boys. Shout out to Dom raising his uh, blood pressure. Congratulations, guys. Streams going well. The network's going well. And let's keep on keeping on, baby. Philly, we love you. That's right. Peace out. Later. Peace out. Girl Scout. This is the Broad Street Line, where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports hot takes. Call 2674053062 and show us your passion for Philly sports. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 8.30 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. Hey, hey, listen to this guy. How, tell me how you're feeling here. You're screaming. I am stoked, baby. You're screaming like it's still the game going on. We're talking about the fightings here. The fightings. Shit. 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 Should...